Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. And Whitey, where do you want to begin? The Warriors win tonight uh, over the Phoenix Suns, outscoring the Suns 39-18 in the fourth quarter to rally from 13 down to win the game by 9. 105-96 is the final. Uh, Do you want to start with the fact that the Warriors have won four consecutive games? Yes, and the fact that they're only, what, uh, five and a half out of the eight spots here? Let's start there. Do you want to start with the fact that the (laughs) Warriors are only five and a half out of the eight spot? Yeah. Uh, or with the fact that the Warriors now have the longest winning streak in the Western Conference, and they are tied for the second longest current winning streak in the NBA with Miami, Miami. at four. And Boston has a longer. <laughs> yeah, Boston's a longer won one. five in a row. Uh, but, yeah, if you look at all the winning streaks right now, the Warriors leading the Western Conference wow. in terms of winning streak with their fourth consecutive win. You know who's number two on that list, not to get off on a tangent? Uh, who would that be? The New Orleans Pelicans have won two straight. There is no other streak longer than two straight right now, uh, and the Pelicans of all teams have it uh, after their long uh, losing streak. But, yeah, the Warriors figure out a way to get it done again in this building, and it's another night where a team comes in here trying to snap a losing streak, uh, which teams have done against the Warriors at times this season, and they were unable to do it in the fourth quarter, and and it really – it almost felt like the sun started feeling it a little bit once the Warriors made their run in the fourth quarter to make it a close game. Taking nothing away from the Warriors. Do you see right over there, J.D., where it says Portal 42? There yeah. Two things right there at the bottom of the stairs. Trash bags. You know what's in those trash bags? The Phoenix Suns fourth quarter defense. That's what's in those two wow. trash bags right now. But we said going in that Phoenix was a bad defensive team and the Warriors needed to take advantage of that. And through three quarters, it looked to me like maybe they just had expended too much energy Wednesday against the Rockets. As silly as that sounds, it just looked like they didn't quite have the push tonight. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, there was just an avalanche of uh, Warriors fast break points. Phoenix turned the ball over 27 times tonight. And the Warriors obviously deserve some credit for forcing some of those turnovers. But you had Alec Burks. Alec Burks was 1 for 10 going into the fourth quarter. He was 4 for 4 in the fourth quarter. You had D'Angelo Russell. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had 31 tonight. 12 of those came in the fourth quarter. You had Draymond Green once again late making threes. And so it all ends up with the Warriors winning this one. Going away. Going away. 105 to 96. And they'll try to make it five in a row tomorrow against the Dallas Mavericks. Going for a homestand sweep Woo. of five. Uh, and, and who would have thought that uh, on Monday I didn't. night with the Warriors coming in here Monday night at 5 and 24. So they now have nearly half their wins just within the last 
six nights or five nights really in this building uh, and they'll play for the fourth time uh, for yeah the fourth time in six nights and for the fifth time in nine nights tomorrow uh, looking to close out this homestand uh, with the early tip time and the Dallas Mavericks in here Warriors win at 105.96 it's Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com uh, the home of home search 888-957-9570 how you feeling about this warriors team now i mean every night on this show we seemingly look at the reverse standings trying to find some kind of positive light uh, in terms of all right having this you know season that has turned you know, with, with all of the injuries and everything, uh, you know, has gone awry for the Warriors. Well, what's the positive? Well, you're going to get a, a, a maybe a top three or a top five kind of a draft pick, something like that. And and now you've got the Warriors putting themselves, uh, you know, <laughs> I know potentially I know. in a position so where funny. they where you know every win, yes. those chances dwindle so a little bit. But I do think there's something to be said for good karma, a strong effort, and and trying to do the right thing. And I, I think if you've listen to Steve Kerr at all during the first two months of the season. I mean, he's made no bones about the fact that, that he wants this group to go out there and compete as hard as they possibly can and try to get wins. And there have been times where they've played a little bit better. And Steve Kerr said, Hey, the wins are coming. The wins are coming. And then they would have one or two of their worst games of the season. You know, after right. times where he would say the wins are coming, the wins are coming. Uh, but now uh, the Warriors are finally putting together a little bit of a stretch here where the things that they're doing well are actually paying off in terms of wins. And I really do think I, I, I say it that way. I qualify because I know that uh, this becomes cliche uh, at some point, but I really think the foundation of the winning streak is the same thing. That was the foundation of the Warriors' success over the last five years, at least. And that is defense and Steve Kerr, uh, talking about that before the game says, yeah, our defense is more consistent, so we're getting stops, and that allows us to do everything else else more consistently. The Suns scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. The Suns looked like they were going to put this thing away. They were playing, I know they're a young team, they were playing a very disciplined style of half-court basketball, and they answered a number of Warrior runs, and it looked like the, the Suns were on the verge of, putting this thing away as I say and then here came the Warriors in that fourth quarter and they just overwhelmed a Suns team that now has lost eight in a row so I think the bottom line is as long as the Warriors are competing defensively the way they are they're going to be in ball games and even if they don't win a lot more games who knows at least then you're establishing something that the players who are here next year can carry into next year because you know that if the Warriors are a lot better next year and they're relevant again they're also going to need to play really good defense. Yeah, and, and tonight was a night where you mentioned a couple of Warriors players that really flipped their game around you know, in that fourth quarter, and it's another night where the game is close, the Warriors are on a run, and all of a sudden Draymond Green becomes an offensive force. Again. He's made four of his last nine three-pointers now. Yeah, and, and you look at Draymond Green. Draymond Green, I think it was uh, our, our guy Anthony Slater uh, put this out. Draymond Green this season from three-point range in the first three quarters, nine of 50. That's not good, right? Nine for 50 in the first three quarters. 18% or something? He's seven for 13 in the fourth quarter. Wow. So he goes from, yeah. He's a money player. He goes from under 20% in the first three quarters of the game to over 50% in the fourth quarter. 
there's something to that. Remember when they beat the Pelicans and they played so well in the fourth quarter, and we talked about that. Well, they did that again tonight. They played so well in the fourth quarter. And maybe this is D'Angelo Russell's team and that he is appears to be the most talented player, but I don't think there's any question, and we've talked about this, that when it comes to the end of a game and the game is winnable, it's Draymond Green's team. There's no question about that. Yeah, and, and he was able to, to guide them to victory again. 888-957-9570, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here inside Chase Center. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors get it done tonight for their fourth consecutive win. They outscore the Suns 39-18 in the fourth quarter. They win this ball game 105 to 96. Uh, why do you? Yeah, what? Uh, well, I was just going to say, we haven't even talked about Damian Lee yet. We haven't talked about Smilagich yet. Yeah, Alan Smilagich finally made his NBA debut uh, as he had one quick little four minute and 46 second shift. He's scoring a point a minute. And yeah, he looked very comfortable, <laughs> made, a, made a great cut to the basket yeah. uh, for a layup, and also got an offensive rebound. And, and he had that look. Back. And he and he and he had that look like he wanted to guard everybody <laughs> yes. on the floor, right? He wanted to guard Let me everybody. At him. Let me he at wanted him. to guard his man. Yeah. He wanted to guard whoever had the ball. He wanted to double. He wanted to rotate back. Sure. I mean, he looked like he wanted to guard everybody. Uh, and two for also, three with two layups, and then he shot a corner three. That looked and it was good. a good looking shot. Yeah, good looking yeah. shot that hit you know what back rim, and it, it was a it was a situation, frankly, where I mean he looked like he didn't totally know where he was supposed to be on the offensive side either. Right, right. There were a couple times where he was, I think, trying to set a high screen when he wasn't supposed to. He kind of got in between two other players on the wing. The spacing wasn't exactly great. But it was a high-energy, I think, positive debut for Smilagic. And then you and I both looked at each other and said, that's probably going to be it for him because he did knock down a couple of shots. He did have a positive impact, and, and we both thought, all right, that's going to be it. Steve Kerr's going to say, all right, that's it for yeah, the debut. Steve Kerr Ended knows on a high Yeah, he's uh, sky high after tonight, and uh, especially after we saw what happened to poor Jordan Poole, who's going to the G League. Hey, uh, quit while you're ahead tonight with Alan Smiley-Geach. But, yeah, Damian Lee, uh, he continues to be a force on the boards. He yes. Co- he continues to be able to position himself for steals in terms of cutting off passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of different times. Very active where, in the passing yeah, lanes, he, yeah. He rotated to to pick off some passes that I, I don't think uh, the offensive player for the Suns thought he was even paying attention or involved in the play. And yeah. He'd come over almost like a free safety and just – and just take it away. And the beauty of that is you have Damian Lee, and he only shot 5 of 13, but he did so many other things uh, to help you with 16 total, and then he had a couple of assists, and he makes his free throws 5 for 5 tonight. I thought that uh, free throws might be key for the Warriors tonight because the Suns play so many close games. As I said, it ended up uh, with a, a nine-point victory, but the Warriors did shoot well tonight from the line, 20 of 25 again. They made big free throws in the fourth quarter. They were clutch in the fourth quarter. 8 at 8 It is Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr, met with reporters downstairs here at Chase Center, and uh, let's hear what the head coach had to say. Steve, is your team's... Um resilience starting to surprise you a little bit at all? Monty, you, you can't stop us, really. You just, you know, you can only hope to contain us. That's the, that's the thing right now. So just get that straight in your head. No, I, I just think uh, we got a little 
we got a little momentum and our guys are um, feeling it. And this is a game we wouldn't have won a month ago, but um, they stayed with it. And uh, it's the kind of game that, you, um, you know, you have to be resilient to win when things aren't going your way, but um, you just stay with it and you stay solid. We only had 11 turnovers for the game and, you know, nothing was going in for us, but um, we were solid defensively for the most part, other than some transition stuff, um, you know, in the first half. But uh, just stayed with it. And, and, uh, and at, at this point now, we finally kind of believe we can win, you know, down the stretch. So uh, I think we've, we've definitely, you know, taken a step forward in that regard. How much of this would you just credit to defense, this kind of turnaround? Yeah, I mean, we we, uh, we forced 27 turnovers, um, scored 28 points off of those turnovers. That's that was the game, 28 to seven, in terms of points off turnovers uh, in our favor. So, um, I thought Willie was great. You know, I thought Glenn battled all night against Booker. Booker had a great night, but uh, you know, Glenn uh, really did a good job of of just trying to stay in front of him and and hound him, and and that allowed. Uh, you know, Willie and Draymond to do some good things behind the play, and and uh, but forcing forcing a lot of turnovers was was really important. What um, what's the difference in your confidence level when Draymond's lining up for like an early game three compared to when it's five minutes left and you need <laughs> the three? Well, I always think about Draymond. You know, he he had five threes in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Um, he had eight threes in a playoff game. I think it was. I think we were in Portland. Um, had another game in Houston. He had a playoff game. He had like seven. I mean, the guy's just a winner. So when the game matters, um, when it's on the line, he suddenly becomes a good shooter. He has more belief in him in his shooting than. Uh, it's probably called for, you know, um, but that's uh, that's a good thing. That's why he is who he is. He he just has a lot of belief in himself, and um, when the moment is his biggest, that's when he plays his, his best. Hey, Coach, in that second quarter, they're playing that funky zone after makes the two three, and they switch into the man to man. Seemed like you guys had some problems against that, but you had it figured out by the fourth quarter. Um, what changed uh, as uh, the game went on against that? Uh, I, honestly, I think the ball just started going in. I, mean, I didn't think um, that we had we had one or two possessions where we didn't get good shots in the first half against that defense, but we also had several that were uh, good good possessions, good open shots that just didn't go in. Um, so we just stayed with it, and then uh, finally in the fourth quarter we got some traction in the game, and the, the shots started going in. I think we were 12 for 22 in the fourth. So uh, just had to stay with it. Um, the ball moved a little bit better too. We had uh, we had some possessions in the first half where the ball kind of stopped, so we had to get it moving a little bit. And I thought we did that uh, fourth quarter. Um, you gave Smiley some time today. What went into that decision? Well, I'm not sure we would have uh, had uh, Omari not uh, come down ill uh, before the game, so that opened up some minutes for him and. Uh, I thought um, it was a good time to do it late first. Um, he was uh, he was ready, did a good job. Uh, you know, made a couple of hoops and uh, looked looked like he belonged out there. And it was great to see him out on the floor. The guys were really happy for him. You know, everybody in the locker room uh, loves him. He, he he works hard. He's he's a he's a great kid. And 
so everybody's really, really happy for him for his getting his first NBA action. I guess you could see it in the crowd, but are, are you aware of the of popularity that he has around here, and what is your take on that? Uh, I'm not aware. Does he have a fan club or something? Or He does. Okay. I'll, I'll have to read up on it. Okay. Steve, unlike in, in previous year, the past few years, um, you're going into late December, January with uh, trade talk, speculation, roster possible, roster, roster moves. Do you feel the need to address any of that with the guys? Or, I mean, how do you play that uh, at, this, at this time? It's an awkward uh, situation for us because uh, Kai and Damian are both coming up on their, their, their limit on their days. And they're two of our top seven players in our rotation. Um, and, and yet the rules are that, um, we only have them for another nine or 10 days each. So, um, everybody's aware of that, um, we don't know how it's going to play out. And, um, you know, we, we talk to our players all the time. Um, the staff does individually. Um, I talk to them as, as a team and, uh, it's the NBA. So anything, anything could happen, but, um, we, uh, we definitely wish that, we could just have those guys on our on our roster and keep everyone because we like everybody on our on our roster and a lot of good young players. So we'll just see how it how it shakes out. All right. So the Warriors will have to see how it shakes out with Damian Lee and Kai Bowman. But uh, Steve Kerr really saying it all right there, Whitey. Two of the top seven yeah, in our rotation. Right. We love everybody, but they're two of our top seven, and it's an awkward situation. And you know, he said before the game that. You know, look, they're not really going to worry about the days. They're just at this point content to play it out because they've been playing better. And it sure sounds like at some point here within the last week or so, the Warriors decided, you know what, wins are important. And if there's an ability to get a few wins here around the holiday with some home games, they were going to do it and they're going to figure out the rest of it when the time comes. So bottom line, if you want to keep them both, uh, you have to create two roster spots, right? Also, uh, come January, Marquise Chris, his contract will become guaranteed. So if you want to keep him, you have to create a third roster spot. So now I'm wondering if Marquise Chris's future as a warrior is impacted here by well, how well uh, Lee and Bowman are, excuse me, yes, Lee and Bowman are playing. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to create a spot for Chris. Necessary. Chris is that. Chris is there. Mm-hmm. It's just you guarantee it, so you would not be able to. He would become one of the guys that is just you can't okay. use his spot anymore. Gotcha. But to you, create yes. a, sp- okay. a spot. So Chris has a spot. Yeah. Already accounted for. So if you if he just if his contract becomes guaranteed, it would just mean that you can't use his spot for somebody else. But how are you going to create those? Fair enough. How are you going to create your two roster spots? At that point, you would have to you would have to trade two players. Mm-hmm. There would have yeah. There would have to be two players. Yeah. So who who are you trading? Who are you trading, GM John Dickinson? Obviously, it hinges on who you'd get, which that's something we're not privy to right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I, I mean, because I know you want to keep Alec the, Burks. The, the names that stick out at this point, I mean, obviously would be Alec Burks. Uh, I I think you also would have to look at you know maybe Amari Spellman. You'd have yeah. To, yeah. I mean, I think you would have to maybe yeah. look at. Even Jacob Evans, and I'm not I'm not saying that there's necessarily a market for any of those three, but if you're just sheerly, you know, looking at all right, who do you want to keep versus who's maybe not playing as much of a role? I think role, that's a very fair assessment. Yeah, 
I think those would be the two guys if you're just not factoring anything else in other than who's playing well and you like right now versus who you may want to, you know, try to create a spot for. You, you'd, you'd like to have Chris right now, right? And you'd like to have um, Kai Bowman. You'd like to have Damian Lee. So, you know, Two of your Al- top seven. Al- Alec Burks is another one, but Alec Burks is another one that's in your top seven right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, you're looking at, you know, D'Angelo Russell, and you're looking at Damian Lee right now and Glenn Robinson and Draymond Green and Willie Cauley-Stein. That's the five. And then the other two right now are Kai Bowman and Alec Burks. Yeah, I agree with you. You're looking at the guys who have, for whatever reason, perhaps n- nothing of their own doing, have not been able to really establish uh, spots on this roster right now. And I agree with you. Spellman, he started off well. Of, of course, he didn't play tonight because he wasn't feeling well. His game has tailed off, and Jacob Evans, he was hurt, but he really has not had much of an impact. 888 It's Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and hear from Alan Smilagich. It was yeah. a podium game for Alan Smilagich in his NBA debut. Uh, let's hear a, a brief just about two minutes here of Alan Smiley each post game. Alan, it's probably a moment you've been waiting for for a long time to make your NBA debut. But when the coaches said, "Okay, you're in," what were the emotions? I was so excited. I didn't expect him to choose me in the first quarter. And I was, and I was a little bit nervous, but after the first bucket, I was like, "I'm ready to play." Did you hear the crowd noise when it was going on? Were you focused on the game, or were you able to hear how loud the crowd was getting as you came into the game? I heard it, and that's, that's the only thing that makes me nervous. <laughs> you had some bucket. You tried for some buckets. You tried for a three. What did you notice about the the speed of a game up here? It's much it's much faster. But I was playing last year in Santa Cruz, and a little bit of this year, and it's not that fast. It's just a little bit. Uh, you took one three-pointer. Um, I've heard that you've uh, worked a lot to change your form from last season in the G League to uh, this season. What sorts of changes are you working on making with your outside shot? Not a lot, just to be consistent. Working in one form, nothing special, and the numbers of shots for a day. What have they told you about how much time to kind of expect up with a big club this season and how much time you know, uh, down in Santa Cruz? They didn't tell me nothing. It's just how I feel, how they feel about me. It, you can't expect nothing. All right, so there's Alan Smilagich. I don't think, based on what Steve Kerr said, that he's going to be giving – Smiley more minutes just because there are a lot of fans who want to see him play. It doesn't sound like that's really a, a factor. Well, and Steve and, Kerr and look, deciding how many minutes to give him. If Steve Kerr was going to let the fans determine how much Alan Smiley each plays, he'd be playing 48 minutes a night. Right? Yes, so, yes. He would just be out there for the entire ball game. Well, yeah, a couple of games ago we wanted to see that, but now hey, you got this winning streak you got to preserve, right? But all told, Alan Smiley each in the four minutes and 46 seconds, two of three, uh, a couple of layups, a nice cut, 
shot a three that he missed and looked like he wanted to guard everybody. A nice NBA debut for Alan Smilagich. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. It is Warriors wrap-up here, uh, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, and we roll on from Chase Center here on 95.7 The Game. Back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center where the Warriors, that's right, the Warriors were victorious again. Again? They beat the Phoenix Suns 105-96, a 39-18 fourth quarter as the Warriors uh, were kind of stuck in mud offensively for a good portion of this game. Uh, Started attacking more in the fourth quarter, built some momentum with their defense, and uh, really, I think you saw uh, where the Phoenix Suns are right now coming in here with a seven-game losing streak. And I thought once the game got close, the Suns kind of melted down. But a big part of that was the fact that the Warriors made them melt down. Uh, and it all adds up to a Warrior win. Yeah, and the Suns just turned the ball over so often tonight. That's the, uh, that's the second time, what, in the last couple of weeks now we've seen the Warriors force an incredibly high turnover number remember the the kings of course they still won the game but didn't they have 29 yeah yeah and and i think that was in hindsight maybe the rock bottom point for the warriors to this point of the season yeah they didn't show up for that game they just flat out did not show up it was a a sunday afternoon game it was 5 30 it felt like everybody had a football hangover even just coming into the building and it was just kind of a dead uh, you know, sun, lazy Sunday afternoon, and yeah, neither team really played well in that game. And it's funny you, you look at it. The Warriors since that game, they they go to Portland, they're competitive, and now they've won the four home games since then. They're four and one. Believe it or not, Sacramento's zero and five since that game. Yeah, they're reeling. The Suns are reeling with eight straight losses. Another trend that speaks to what good defensive Warriors are playing tonight. The Suns made seven of thirty-three three-pointers. So that's now. That's uh, five games in a row because you go back to the first game before the streak uh, started against Portland. Teams are not making threes against the Warriors. Uh, Teams now in the last five games are are under 30% against the Warriors. And the Warriors, prior to that, they've been getting destroyed from the three-point line. So they are doing a much better job defending the three-point stripe. They're doing a much better job of defending the whole 94 feet. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear from Kai Bowman downstairs in the Bill King interview room. Kai Bowman, Steve Kerr mentioned it here moments ago. Kai Bowman, one of the top seven players in this Warriors rotation right now. Let's uh, hear what he had to say following the Warriors' victory. Different, I mean... You never know what's going to happen. Uh, everything's last minute. So just trying to stay uh, – really got to keep a flexible schedule, really a flexible schedule uh, being in that situation. So just trying to stay ready uh, no matter when my numbers call. Are you able to get a feel yet for where you fit with this team? I mean, just bring uh, bring the energy uh, off the bench from the defense and uh, trying to get to the basket and make the right plays is big for me. Uh to show uh, what I can do, but also uh, help the team get to the right spots and uh, get players open for shots. Kyle, what do you think happened in that fourth quarter? That worked for you guys? Uh, just bringing the defense energy big for us. Uh, 
we got the energy, crowd got behind us, and then just making uh, plays down the stretch uh, was big for us. Does it feel like you guys have more confidence now in those fourth quarters um, as far as what you need to do execution-wise? I mean, learning how to close has been uh, one thing that we've been trying to preach uh, before. So now that actually being able to close these uh, fourth quarters out and winning the game is big for us to be able to do this and uh, keep, uh, keep at it. Kai, you've gotten to know Allen, obviously, a little bit in Santa Cruz. What was it like seeing his NBA debut, debut tonight? What do you think about his potential? Happy for him. Uh, love him as a, as a brother. Um, but to see him play today was, was big for me. Uh, actually see him step on the NBA court, um, being able to play with him down in Santa Cruz, knowing where his shots is, uh, being able to play those those games with him. So just trying to get him to the spots. But he's going to be a problem. So that's something I'm ready to see. What stands out to you with um, Allen's game? Anything impress you? I mean, he's a stretch. I mean, a lot of people, he can definitely pump, like, pound the ball. You know, he understands a lot, but it's just that he's different uh, from what I'm used to playing with. So just being able to have him on the team um, brings a different uh, aspect to me. So just me being able to talk to him off the court and on the court uh, just helps me as a leader uh, to be make an impact on a guy like that uh, from Serbia, somebody who you're not used to like having around. Thank you. Thank you. Kai Bowman there on what changed in the fourth quarter and a couple of questions about uh, his Santa Cruz Warriors teammate, Alan Smilagic, as the Warriors sent uh, Bowman down there for a stretch where he was playing with Smilagic here within the last couple of weeks before uh, they both wind up uh, back and in the game tonight and making a positive impact for this Warriors team. And John Dickinson, what was it that Steve Kerr said he wanted Kai Bowman to work on when they sent him back down to Santa Cruz? Ball movement, point guard skills. Yeah, and how many assists did he have in the last game against the Houston Rockets? Do you remember how many assists he had? Six. And how many did he have tonight? He had five. That's pretty good in 20 minutes. That is pretty good in 20 minutes. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, he does bring a a defensive oh yeah hard-nosed just mentality to the game he picks you up full court he kind of gets into mm -hmm. guys he just uh, he, he would not be fun to play against no and and you know when you look at that it is kind of hard to think that he was undrafted yes it is um it just speaks to what a guessing game it all is doesn't it Right? I yeah. mean, undrafted and a guy I hate to go to Jordan Poole first round, you know, and then Kai Bowman not even drafted. Because it just, it you know, Kai Bowman really is already showing that he's an NBA player. Like, he's somebody that's going to be on the roster, and, and it wouldn't surprise you if, you know, you look up five years from now and, oh, yeah, Kai Bowman's, a you know, been a backup point guard in the league for a couple of years or, or been an impactful part of a winning team mm -hmm. or, or just been an NBA player. Uh, for a significant portion of time. He does a lot of the little things that teams want, whether it's your backup point guard, your third-string point guard, just somebody on the roster you can shuffle up and down. I mean, Kai Bowman, he brings it. He brings it, and he actually is supplying, and I know I've made this point before, but he's supplying some leadership, toughness and leadership that you just don't expect from an undrafted rookie. Now, at what point, J.D., I know the Warriors plan this year. The master plan does not necessarily include uh, a run at the playoffs, but they are. The fact of the matter is, even though they're at the very bottom of the West, they're five and a half out of the eight spot. At what point would you have to look at that and go, okay, they're in it? I think you got to get within three, mm -hmm. three and a half. Mm -hmm. And you also have to start to gain some separation yeah, because you're still behind teams. everybody. Right. You're yeah. behind everybody yeah. at this point in time. And 
yeah, you're going to have to, you know, move ahead of, let's say, the Pelicans and the Suns and the Timberwolves and maybe even the Grizzlies. Now, if they'd won a handful of these games that they'd squandered, as we've said, the picture might look a little different. But yeah, here they are. But here they are. Yeah, it's nine and twenty-four. Uh, they have moved their way up the reverse standings uh, uh-huh. a little bit. Uh, if you want to, they, they actually jumped another spot in the reverse standings tonight. So you want to go through the reverse standings real quick? We could do that. Uh, the Warriors now are third from the top of the reverse standings. So you've got the Hawks now at six and twenty-six. And Trey Young got hurt tonight. And Trey Young got Turned hurt an tonight. Uh, the Knicks at eight and twenty-four are number two. And the Warriors still are in the third spot right now, nine and twenty-four overall. But you've got the Pelicans at nine and twenty-three, the Cavaliers at nine and twenty-two, and the Wizards at nine and twenty-one. Hmm. All right there. So there's four teams there with nine wins. And again, yeah, twenty-four, twenty-three, twenty-two, twenty-one. So the Warriors have played a couple of more games than a couple of those teams. The Warriors right now, they are number two, number three in terms of the reverse standings, but they could very easily be number six or number seven here, maybe even by tomorrow night if they got a win. I thought it was very interesting, Steve Kerr saying, this was a game we would not have won a month ago. And after the win over the Rockets, he said, we played some defense that we would not have been able to have uh, installed earlier in the season. So clearly, once again, he's got a clear idea of how these pieces fit together, and the players are playing uh, is it the, the beauty of this team right now is that for the most part everybody plays. Everybody plays, but yeah. the, the one thing you can say over the last, I would say, two weeks is there is more of a delineated rotation. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if Steve Kerr decided once he, you know, when things weren't going well a couple of weeks ago, he decided, all right, D'Angelo Russell's going to have to be more aggressive, which he has been. And there's been nights where he's been really efficient. There's been nights where he has been you know, less efficient. Tonight, maybe one of those nights in terms of a 10 of 25, but he did get to the free throw line eight times. Russell's going to be the lead dog offensively. Everybody's going to play around him. Damian Lee being in the starting lineup has given him another dimension of, of shooting and defense and uh, rebounding from the guard spot, which has been impressive. Willie Cauley-Stein has played a lot better. Glenn Robinson the third has been a steadying force for this team throughout the entire year, starting all but one game. And then Draymond is Draymond. Beyond that, it's been Chris getting minutes and a lot of Alec Burks. And when they've decided Kai Bowman was going to be up with the big club, it's been a lot of Kai Bowman. Everybody else has been kind of a shift here or a shift there. Uh, and so it really... Uh, you know, whether you're a good team or a team with a lesser record, maximizing what you have a lot of times is picking the right eight or nine guys that are going to play a bulk of the minutes. And it seems like, well, yes, there are 10 players playing tonight. Uh, Steve Kerr has cut it down a little bit from what he had been doing when he had so many players available. Yeah, and the equation will shift a little bit once again when Eric Paschal uh, returns. He's going to be seeing uh, more minutes again. But you, you touched on D'Angelo Russell one of the things that he did well tonight that was crucial to the victory was that he got to the foul line. I know we've talked about that, how sometimes he perhaps doesn't get to the line as often as he could. Tonight he shot eight free throws, made seven of them. Uh, nobody else in the game shot more free throws than he did. Devin Booker also shot eight. Crucial to the Warriors' success tonight. 888 if you want to... Uh... Give us a call. We still have a little bit of time for some phone calls. We're also going to hear from Draymond Green. Great. And we'll have our call of the game before we get out of here. The Warriors beat the Suns tonight, 105-96. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. 
Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Warriors win over the Suns, 105-96. We'll have the call of the game coming up for you here momentarily. We're also going to hear from Draymond Green. But first, let's uh, get to the phone lines and let's go to Steve in San Francisco. Steve, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, this is Free from San Francisco. Oh, hey, how are you? I am doing good. Thanks for taking the call. You got it. What's on your mind? Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed by the way the Warriors have turned around their defense. You know, as, as Steve Kerr always says, good defense leads to great offense. And we've seen quite a lot of that in the last few games. Um, in particular, I'd like what has improved as well as is this temporary, uh, given that we haven't played a lot of strong three-point shooting teams? Or do you think that this is a longer transformation that we're seeing with this group of people? And I can take my answer off the air. All right. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, the, the three-point defense is something. Last five games, it's been phenomenal. And what do you th- – I mean, I, I mean – what do you attribute it to? Well, some of it is, you know, some of it obviously is going to be due to catching teams on the right night, but the Warriors defensively have a lot more connectivity. Uh, they're playing much more solid team defense, uh, which is one guy helping, and then you get proper rotations. And Steve Kerr said it after the last game. He talked about how they are able to run defense uh, that's a little more complex now than they had early in the year. So it has to do with familiarity. Uh, I know that uh, Willie Cauley-Stein has talked about how Draymond makes sure everyone's communicating better. So it's a combination of things. A lot of it just has to do with being familiar with who you're playing with and what you're all supposed to do as a team. You know, in basketball, we focus too much on you stop him and you stop him when really it's about we've got to stop them and the Warriors because they've spent more time together now and they're healthier. uh, They are doing a much better job of doing uh, the things that a team needs to do to defend well at this level. And uh, another night where Willie Cauley-Stein plays well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's stringing it together now you know, on a night-in, night-out basis. And he's getting the bulk of the, the center minutes now, too. And the, the thing about Willie Cauley-Stein, if you put any stock in plus-minus, he crushes it when it comes to plus-minus, especially, and this is a little more uh, esoteric of a stat, defensive plus-minus. He does very, very well. So I think Willie Cauley-Stein is doing a lot of things that we uh, it's a little more difficult to discern when he's actually doing them, but he's been so consistent now that we're noticing that, wow, every game when he's in there, he's shooting an extremely high percentage. Obviously, he's got a knack for getting to the rim on lobs, and the team is playing very good defense when he's in there. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green, who met with the media downstairs here at Chase Center in the Bill King interview room uh, following this ball game. Draymond, another big three-pointer late in this game, and Draymond Green apparently had an epiphany ah. that the Warriors were going to go on a winning streak. Let's hear from Draymond here downstairs. Draymond, what did you think of uh, Allen's NBA debut tonight? It was really good. Um my assistant coach from high school told for coach to give you two minutes, you make him give you four. If he give you four, you have to make him give you eight. And I think coach gave him two minutes tonight. And I was at the table to check in for him, and he made him give him four. He did his job. So I think he have a very promising future. Uh, he was dying to get out there, and, you know, he played well. So I'm, I'm extremely happy for him. What do you like about his game and kind of his attitude? Well, I love his attitude more than anything. Uh, he wants to play. He wants to be out there. Uh, 
he's not afraid of anything. You know, that's that's a big key in this league. Um, and his game, you know, he's he's quick off his feet. Uh, he, you know, he can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot the ball. And I think he, you know, and he really understands the game. You know, if you, you just watch him in practice, the way he can pick up on plays, it's not normal. You know, you'll go to explain something to him. He's like, I got it. I know. You do this. And it's like you haven't been around enough. And even the time that you're around, you were hurt. So you're not really in it. And, you know, things that he's able to pick up on so so fast says a lot about his basketball IQ. He's clicking so well defensively right now for the group. Um, I think we're really flying around. Uh, we're doing a great job of sticking to the game plan. Uh, you know, the one thing about defense is you're, you're always going to give up something. So, you know, then it becomes what what is it that you're willing to give up? And I think, you know, the things that we've been willing to give up, we've been giving those up, and, you know, uh, it's been working out for us. Did you think this – was possibly coming, you know, four game, four game win streak right off five and twenty. Yeah, I told uh, AB to like last week sometime. I said AB, we was we was in shoot around. I said AB, we, I just had an epiphany. He was like, "What?" I said, "I think uh, I had an epiphany. We about to win five games in a row." And he was like, "All right, <laughs> cool." And then last game he said, "We're at three. And I just saw him again. He's like, "Hey man, we have four. So. Pressure yeah. tomorrow? Pressure for what? We got nine wins. For your epiphany. We still got nine wins. Like, go out there and swing for the fences. You said five, though. We, but overall, we got nine. <laughs> so, um, you just go swing for the fences and live with the results. But, you know, uh, no, seriously, though, we're getting better um, as a team. You know, if you look at this game tonight, um, a month ago, we would have lost this game by 40. You know, with the way we were playing in the first half and even through the third quarter, shots weren't falling. We would have got blown out of the gym, and we did to this team before. Uh, but, you know, we're now putting it together. We're getting becoming more familiar with each other, and we were just able to stick around. And, you know, when you stick around the way we did, eventually shots will fall. Eventually you'll get a break and something will go your way, and we took advantage of it and, you know, made some plays down the stretch and was able to come out with the win. So I think this, you know, more – Seriously, this team is just really getting better, and it's exciting. Was there anything specific to why maybe you had that epiphany? Like, were you seeing anything specific behind the scenes, or you could just see that we were getting better, you know? And it, you know, it wasn't really coming down to. It wasn't really equating to wins, you know. But you can see that we were getting better. Guys are understanding more. Our guys are playing harder. Uh, making the right rotations, making the right reads on offense. I mean, you could just see it and feel it. And, you know, um, stuff just don't happen overnight, so it didn't turn into wins immediately. But you could just kind of feel that we were getting better, and it's kind of where my epiphany came from. kind of felt like you guys had to play like a perfect game earlier in the season to win, and now it seems like the margin for error is a little bit wider, you know, especially after these first three quarters, and then you're able to kind of go on a tear in the fourth quarter. Is that just the confidence that you guys – have now having won three straight games going into this or what what do you think that's from uh, it's confidence it's growth just sticking with it you know not and understanding that you know stuff may not go your way for a quarter it may not go your way for two or three quarters but if you stay within striking distance you always give yourself a chance to win the game and you know having 11 turnovers was key um because it, it allowed us to stay in the game and allowed us to get our defense set and you know, 
like I said before, once we were, once we got a few shots to fall, then all of a sudden the defense mattered, you know, and the turnovers didn't matter. So, just give yourself a chance to win games. We did that tonight. All right, so Draymond Green, add him to the list along with Steve Kerr, Whitey. Steve Kerr said, hey, the wins are coming, and Draymond Green, he said, hey, this team's going to win five in a row going back. Isn't it really interesting that Draymond, as Steve Kerr said, Draymond, early in the game, you can see when he's shooting threes, he's just not feeling it, doesn't have confidence. But then in the most important moments, he's like, give me the ball. I'm drilling a three. Yeah. It's just him in a nutshell. <laughs> he knows. That's, that's the opposite of the way most people would be. Most people, yeah, it's the third quarter, whatever. Uh, but late in the game, no, let someone else shoot it. Draymond's, no. No, it's winning time. Yeah. It's winning time, and he is a winning player. And and that that's the one thing you're starting to see now with the Warriors. They, don't be, he, they may not have as much talent to put themselves in position to win as often as they have in the past, but once they get there, he's able to help guide them home. And we talked before the season even, before we knew that Steph was going to get hurt, we talked about how important it would be to this team for Draymond to pick up the offense a little bit. We're seeing that. Also, it's so vitally important now that they get offense from D'Angelo Russell and also from Alec Burks. And Alec Burks struggling, struggling, struggling. Fourth quarter, 4-4, four four, boom. They win the game going away. Let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Cauley-Stein down the lane over to Robinson to the corner to Lee for three. No. Tipped and Cauley-Stein gets it. Out to Russell. Three ball. No. Jam home. Robinson on the doorstep. Another elevation sensation for Glenn Robinson. And the Warriors lead by two. The Suns want time. Their first lead since the first quarter when it was 23-22. to and the Warriors uh, would lead 91-89 to at that point. That was with 4.14 to go. To go on to win it 105-96. to And, yeah, the Warriors have won four consecutive games. They're up to 9-24. and And they will have a chance to sweep the five-game homestand tomorrow, Whitey Gleason. Now, know the call of the game that we just played tomorrow at 9.30 right here at 95.7 The Game. If you can correctly identify that call, you'll win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant, 240 Front Street in San Francisco. That's 9.30 tomorrow during Warriors this week with yours truly and, of course, Whitey Gleason. Call of the game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. Uh, final thoughts, Whitey? Final thoughts. Speaking of four, four in a row, four points tonight for Alan Smilagic, who met with the reporters afterwards, and he was told by Raymond Ritter that, hey, next time you're going to have to score more than four points to meet with the media, to which Smilagic responded, I need more minutes. <laughs> and you know what? Look, <laughs> Warriors fans, they want more Smilagic. Yes, they do. They want more Smilagic. Uh, sign me up for that, too. They want a second shift of 446 at some point, maybe in the second half. Don't you? Yes. Although tonight was perfect. Perfect way for him to start his career. And two for three in a podium game. But, yeah, there won't be too many podium games (laughs) for uh, a 4.2 for three, four-minute and 46-second effort. All right, that's going to do it for us. I want to thank everybody uh, out here, Itzel Alvarez, for setting us up. Uh, The Warriors are 4-0 with Itzel out here, Really? by the way. Tim Jordan. Is she going to be out here tomorrow night? She will be out here tomorrow right. night. Tim Jordan will be back tomorrow night as then well. Then I have an epiphany. So, so yeah, apparently Eatsell had a epiphany. Yeah. Because they're 4-0 this week since she has been here. Uh, for Alex Scott and Cody Passby, uh, for Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 
9 a.m. right here on 95.7 The Game. And then we've got Warriors Live for you at 4 o'clock right back here at Chase Center. That's going to do it. Warriors win it tonight, 105.96. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.